0: Welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Box with your host and CEO of BabbleBox, Sherry Langberg. Sherry interviews the world's biggest brands, agencies, and influencers to uncover their influencer marketing secrets to success. Go behind the scenes and learn how you can make influencer marketing part of your social media playbook. Subscribe to Beyond the Box at
1: podcast.babblebox.com Listen to all of your favorite episodes and follow us on Instagram for more influencer marketing inspiration. Athletes are endorsing it. Moms are selling it. Even seniors in their 80s, like my dad, are experimenting with it. By 2022, the industry is estimated to grow between $2 billion to over $15 billion. On today's show, you guessed it, we're addressing CBD and how influencers are getting involved. We're privileged to be joined today by Emily Loss, Manager of Influencer Relations and Sponsored Athletes at CB Distillery. Hi, Emily. We have so much to cover today.
0: Hello. I am so happy to be here and be able to join you today about you know this important, crazy whirlwind of an industry that I am so fortunate to work in.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It sounds, and from what I could see from where we're at, uh, like the Wild West, um, So, you know, just curious, it seems like you worked on the agency side. How did you get into this space after being on that side of the business for so long?
0: Yeah, so um, I worked on the agency side for probably about eight or nine years of my career. And um, it was, you know, such an incredible experience to be able to work for an agency and to learn all different aspects of the marketing world and the PR world and and the, you know, creative graphic design world and how it all works together like a well-oiled machine. It's kind of like a beehive environment where you work with a lot of different clients all at the same time. I began to find that, you know, being a little, being a mini expert on all of these different areas and having to learn all these different areas in order to market them um, was really fun at first. But then it kind of became a little bit grueling for me. And I started to yearn to work in an area that I was really, really passionate about. And one where, you know, I could feel like I was really making a difference. I'm originally from Ohio. I moved out to Colorado about two years ago. And as you can imagine, the CBD um, and cannabis industry is just absolutely booming out here. It's, you know, everything that everyone talks about. So I just started to kind of put my feelers out, not necessarily even into the CBD space, but I'm, I'm really passionate about holistic healing and about alternative uh, modes of healing and health and wellness. And so the job at CB Distillery was one of the first ones that kind of came up when I started putting my feelers out to work in this kind of industry. And every box checked off, and I really, truly believe that it was meant to be. Um, I went in and interviewed and fell in love with the absolutely, incredibly buzzing environment and excitement and passion that everybody in this company just exudes the minute you walk in the door. And I was like, you know what, this is where I'm supposed to be. And so I really switched gears and it was scary for the first time in my life. Uh, After working in, you know, agencies forever, I... Um, flipped the script and I couldn't
1: be happier. It's funny because I flipped the switch the other way um, prior to my company, but I went from being on the brand side to the agency side and it's definitely different. Um, And yeah, so it's very interesting to hear your whole, you know, kind of evolution of how you ended up at CB Distillery. Can you tell us, I know um, that it is one of the fastest growing brands in the category, but how did it get started? Who are the founders? Like anything about the company?
0: Our two founders are Lincoln Sorensen and Andy Papillion. And um, they are—they really saw this. In, so CBD kind of started to blow up back in 2015. And by blow up, I mean just everybody was talking about it, but nobody knew what the heck it was. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of this elusive thing where you know, everybody's talking about this incredible new uh, way to heal yourself, but there are absolutely no regulations around it. There is not a lot of education or information. And so Andy and Lincoln kind of saw this incredible opportunity to get into the space and to be able to pro- provide access to the masses. Um, Because they truly believe and that's still at the core of our mission that everybody deserves to have access to this amazing compound. And so they had, you know, seen the opportunity to provide really high quality CBD at a really fair price, because there just wasn't, there wasn't any regulations again. And so companies were just popping up out of nowhere and essentially price gouging people. Because people didn't know how much they should be paying for this because it Mm -hmm. wasn't found before. One thing that our company has always been, um, that we were founded on, and that still to this day we're really proud to um, say is that all of our products are just made with really high integrity. So, you know, everything is third party tested. All of our products have a QR code on the back where you can actually scan it and see your exact test results. Uh, for that batch of CBD. You know, we're vertically integrated, so we manufacture our own hemp. Um, All of our plants go through many quality assurance tests before they even hit the shelf. So we're involved seed to bottle. Um, It's really important to us. We stand behind our practices and um, our products just wholeheartedly. And so in 2015, our company actually was Our big splash into the market was a a Black Friday sale. I think there was around just five employees at the time. Um, Just for reference, we're now up to about 120 employees. Wow. Yeah. And they did 100K in one weekend on a Black Friday sale. And
1: (laughs) that should happen to everyone who's listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so it's just mind-blowing. And from there, it's just been steadily upwards and um, you know so much product innovation and so much growth and magic it's just been so incredible to be a part of but also to be able to look back and talk to some of the OGs who were the first people that worked here and showing you know just the evolution of our brand it's um, it's amazing and it all happened so fast.
1: I'm just, you know, I'm going to go off the chart here, but with that first, with that first launch for Black Friday, was it one product or did you have a whole product line already in place?
0: It was literally just our isolate powder.
1: Oh my God. That's wild. Okay. So for someone that, you know, hears all these words and I'm going to throw them out there, hemp, CBD oil, CBD isolate capsules, top schools. I I just, I think we all just need to hear it and to get it from you. What exactly, what's the difference? What is each item?
0: Yes. And that is such a great question because it's one that I hear all the time. Um, And again, like education is just so important to us. So, So one thing that consumers should be really cautious of when purchasing their CBD is, when things are labeled CBD oil and hemp oil, they're two very different things. Um, CBD oil and hemp oil actually come from different parts of the cannabis plant. So CBD oil uses the whole plant while hemp oil comes from its seeds. Um, but now with the market, you know the CBD market growing so quickly, hemp oil derived from the seed is now more commonly referred to as hemp seed oil. To kind of differentiate the two a little further. Um, so, CBD oil is made from a variety of parts of the mature plant, including its stalks and flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, hemp, on the other hand, is just made from the seeds and it's created through cold pressing, where CBD actually is um, through an extraction method. Uh, it has certain healing properties. So, all of the cannabinoids in this plant have certain healing properties where hemp oil on the other hand um, is kind of more of a, I would say staple for your kitchen because it's highly nutritious, but it kind of lacks the healing properties that CBD oil contains just because um, it's from such a very specific part of the plant. Both can support your health and wellness goals in different ways, but um, definitely have different benefits So then as far as ways to consume CBD oil, we have, there's so many different ways to consume it. Um, But, you know, you mentioned capsules, topicals. One thing that we really pride ourselves on at CB Distillery is being able to cater to all of the different ways that consumers may want to take their CBD. So we have CBD oil tinctures that are taken while well, most effectively taken sublingually under your tongue, um, I also know some people who put a few drops in their coffee in the morning, have a bunch of recipes on our social media, media and our blog where people will add CBD oil to certain recipes, but then there's capsules like you mentioned, and so those are just simply our CBD oil but in a capsule format. Some people prefer not to taste, you know, um, the oil or they don't like the consistency, so capsules are easier for them and then we also have of course topicals that contain our CBD oil and then also many other plant powered ingredients such as you know essential oils, coconut oil your skin is your largest organ in your body, and so um, you know things that the issues that some people may experience on the skin side of topical might be more well suited for them because it's easier to target those areas Um, we also sell vapes Um, another really popular product of ours is our gummies which you know we always recommend that people kind of start out with around 30 milligrams of cbd and then adjust their dosage from there because every body is so different and things like body fat or metabolism come into play and it really affects how much CBD you should be taking. And it's really just a very personal matter and like something that you have to play with. And so our our soft gels, our capsules, our gummies, all are um, 30 milligrams. And then from there you can, so with the tincture you can kind of, as you can imagine, more easily control your dosage. Okay. So it's all just kind of this playing with your dosage game until you reach desired effects and upping and downing it.
1: And so for the large part, if I take a gummy or a capsule, it's kind of like just taking a vitamin that has these benefits. And I know I'm taking 30 milligrams and call it a day.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'm also a big proponent of uh, combining products. For me personally, I love our nighttime gummies. They have 30 milligrams of CBD and they have 1.5 milligrams of melatonin. So it's kind of just that perfect marriage of the two that help you really just naturally you know, become sleepy, and so I love doing that, and then I love using a little bit of tincture in the morning as well. As you go through different things in your life, you may need to up or lower your dosage as your body becomes accustomed. I mean, I like to kind of just say that CBD is an adaptogen, and so consistency and patience are really important.
1: No, and especially because it's so new, so everyone, you know, no one knows how to regulate or what to do, but that was very helpful. And, you know, from our, from, you know, the outsider looking in, you just see so much on the news, right? It helps with what you just said, like falling asleep and anxiety and pain and inflammation. And then there's just all these other claims. And, you know, there's so many benefits when it comes to figuring out as a marketer, your target audience. You know, how do you narrow it down and say, okay, this is our target audience? I mean, is that even possible?
0: One thing I guess I should mention that is really important and is really hard for us as a CBD company, because we're so passionate about what we do. We can't make any medical claims as a CBD company because CBD is not regulated by the FDA. You know, we always really err on the more cautious side. When it comes to that, we always suggest you know consulting with the physician. It's really hard for us to be able to talk authentically about our products because we're a little bit limited um, in that regard. But as far as um, target audiences, I mean, we don't really have an ideal customer. We have different demographics that we know work really well for us. The whole millennial age group is a very big steady demographic for us and they're probably always going to be just because um, they're a little bit more open-minded they're a little bit more accustomed to alternative methods of healing I hope I'm not talking out of turn there because I mean I, I really do believe that though I think that people are just a little bit more open to experimenting But then, very interestingly enough, we've done a survey recently, and our fastest growing demographic is 55 and up.
1: I'm going to bet on it. And I bet that it's really hard to reach them because they're not necessarily so tuned in other than Facebook. So, but I do know, and I have, you know, colleagues and friends and family in this space, and there's a lot of people in their 70s and 80s that are, you know, using it.
0: Yeah, I think that they're just, you know, if I had to guess I think that they're just kind of you know they're asking questions and they're fed up with um you know using medications that may just mask their symptoms and that don't get to the root cause of their issue and I think that they are just kind of ready to maybe experiment as well and just um you know I feel like they've they've been through it all and they want to try something new. And I mean, aside from that, like other than just age, there's so many different touch points for CBD because it's, I mean, it's really the perfect addition to any lifestyle and any human being. We all have something called an endocannabinoid system. And so that means, you know, we're literally built for CBD. This system um, contains CBD receptors that run all throughout our body. And the endocannabinoid system actually regulates many crucial functions in our bodies, such as sleep, metabolism. It really essentially just keeps us internally balanced. We get the question a lot of times from people like, what will I feel? How will I feel? I don't know if I feel different. How am I supposed to, you know, because they're so used to, I think, um, again, like I said, taking medications. And. Feeling a certain way or feeling a side effect but ones that I people that I've talked to who have had the best success with CBD have said it's not some out of this world new feeling that you'll experience it's simply feeling back in balance um, feeling how you should feel essentially and you know because it's getting to that root cause and it's bringing your internal system back into balance and you know maintaining your homeostasis so that's something that everybody every single human being I think strives for so when we start to talk about marketing this it's like who do we want to reach well everyone (laughs) right no athletes need this moms need this college students need this The touch points are just infinite
1: yeah no definitely I mean we see a lot of that you know just even people with anxiety and, you know, it's, it's across. So it's really, that's why I asked the question, like, how do you even narrow it down? But I'm sure, I'm sure that there, you know, you have profiles of consumers, Um, you know, but again, you know, you talked a lot, a little bit about the regulations. So mm-hmm. what are the regulations? Like, are you, I know you can't, and I worked, you know, in the food industry and the weight loss industry. So you can't make claims like this helped me lose weight, but what are some of the regulations that you have to deal with, you know, specifically on social media when it comes to CBD, you know, advertising?
0: Um, You know, it's it's always changing, and that's a very good thing because it's usually changing in a progressive manner. You know, up until recently, CBD companies were not even allowed to advertise on Facebook. So all of our growth Facebook-wise was completely organic. Same with Instagram we recently have been able to advertise with Snapchat, but along with that comes a very large list of things that we can and cannot say. So like, for example, we can't advertise uh, topicals on Snapchat. We can't glamorize the product in any way. So, you know, showing it um, in a way that might make it seem really, you know, new and, You know, anything that's going to kind of cloud people's judgment, Mm -hmm. we have to be really careful of. The FTC is really, really strict on its regulations with CBD products. And it's just, I think a big thing is that they really prohibit deceptive marketing and they require substantiation of all objective claims um, made in advertising CBD. So, again, a big, big part of it is that we have to substantiate health claims. So, we can't say things like, can prevent, can treat, can cure. We have to be really, really broad. And so some terms, for example, that we like to use is overall health and wellness or recovery. There's just, there's so many different rules and regulations with each different platform. I mean, and then as far as influencer marketing, I have been turned away from influencer platforms before when I've kind of been, I was researching some different ones for our company at the beginning of this year, and I got turned away from a couple of them just because they didn't really know all of the legalities around it and they didn't really want to mess with it. So Mm -hmm. it's forever changing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a good thing we have an in-house attorney on our end. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) Me too, which is so, so helpful.
1: Yeah, but okay, so now I'm curious, you talk about these channels, let me just hone in on Instagram, like on your Instagram channel, assuming you're not making any claims, could you just paint a picture of what your channel, and I'm not going to skip over to it, but tell our readers like what you are posting on your Instagram channel. Is it just pictures of the product? Is it people with the product? So
0: our Instagram is, um, it's very much focused on product, but in the sense that you know, we never want to seem too marketing. I mean, we want to, it's focused on the product while at the same time giving immense education about every product that we feature. I didn't mention this yet, but we actually, you know, we really view ourselves as voices, the voices of the CBD movement. And um, we actually trademarked the hashtag CBD movement.
1: Um, That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And so it's, it's really important to us to share, you know, testimonials, lab results, education, anything that we can to just empower people. And so our Instagram is really aspirational, I think. It shows people out doing things and focuses and features our product at the same time. Uh, It also features, and one thing that we've been trying to do a little bit more of, which we've found that our audience loves, is to show behind-the-scenes sneak peeks of our fulfillment facility. That's here in Denver, Colorado. We do everything here. And so it's really, really interesting for people to kind of get that sneak peek behind how everything's done. We'll show, you know, our new soft gel counter is kind of one of the more recent ones that we shared. Or um, one thing that we've been doing lately that I just shared something about was We've been surprised and delighting all of our customers. Every single person who places an order gets a CB Distillery beanie in their order. And so just showing a video of like all of those beanies arriving at our warehouse before we could even send them out. It was just kind of another piece of our story that we shared on Instagram. Um, we also feature a lot of our brand ambassadors and our athletes and influencer content on there. But, you know, a big thing for us again is just it's education. And so every post that we have, I think is really visually dynamic, but then you'll go in and read our captions and they're usually really long form and they'll usually then point people to our blog because it's just such an awesome resource for people to get any answers to any and all questions that they have. And so um, I would say the main thing about our Instagram is education.
1: That, and it's definitely needed. So, and it's hard for brands to use Instagram for education. So it sounds like you you kind of have the right formula there. Um, how, I mean, I know you brought up athletes and influencers with all these regulations and, you know, the different challenges you have. Have influencers been able, how do they, how do you use them? How do they help you overcome some of these restrictions and regulations?
0: So influencer marketing has been, huge for us because you know we can't make medical claims as a CBD mm-hmm. company we can't advertise on a lot of different channels um you know we're again working from the agency side I was really well versed in buying Facebook and Instagram ads for my clients and when I got to CB Distillery and wasn't able to do that I was like well how the heck are we supposed to have a digital <laughs> it seems almost impossible and it really starts to force you to think outside of the box. And so when it comes to influencer marketing, we really rely on their voices. Um, We view all of our brand ambassadors and influencers as an extension of the CBD movement. You know, it's really just that, that ability for them to share their personal story and to make that emotional connection with their audience that we have found to be so helpful to us. You know, by being open and truthful about their struggles and their journey, CBD usage can be a touchy and sensitive subject. And I mean, it's health related. And that can be stressful. People, as people navigate this new way of healing, they're confused. And so I think that by creating that emotional connection with their audience and sharing not only their experience, but also education with their audience. Again, I know I keep saying that, but it's so important for our industry. It fosters so much more than a traditional advertisement would, in my opinion.
1: Okay. I'm going to ask you a question you don't have to answer, but is there, I'm just, I want to bring this to light for some people. Is there a specific influencer who had a really amazing story or did something that just resonated so well with audiences that you want to highlight?
0: One of our biggest influencers who has been super successful from for us kind of came out of the blue we didn't really seek her out and we didn't really uh you know reach out to her at first we found her because she was tagging us and tagging our products and she was such an authentic we found her organically I mean she was already using our products and loved them and was talking about them her name is Heather McMahon She's a comedian and just an amazing woman who has this incredible Instagram presence where she just shares. She's hilarious. If you don't follow her, you really should go follow her. She's so funny. I think that her Instagram handle is Heather K McMahon, I want to say, M-C-M-A-H-A-N. I think that she is so successful for us everybody just kind of hangs on every word she says women hang on every word she says because not only is she funny she just is real as real as they come and she shares just her everyday life and it's not filtered and it's not fake and she talks about things that some people may be uncomfortable talking about and she does it in a way that just normalizes it and so We haven't, Like, if we could have a hundred Heathers, we would, you know, she'll post about products that she genuinely uses and loves, which I think is so important and is something that we always look for when choosing influencers and brand ambassadors to work with. That's our very first question. You know, do you use CBD? If you haven't, you know, are you open to learning a lot about it because we always want it to be from an authentic space. So Heather, One of her favorite products is RPM gummies, and so she's traveling all the time and hopping time zones, and um, she will, you know, just pop on and randomly post about (laughs) her and it's from her bed usually, laying back (laughs) on her pillow, (laughs) looking fabulous, and we see an immediate spike in sales.
1: That is awesome. Well, it's good to know that influencer marketing is working. We always have people saying, does influencer marketing work? So um, positive reinforcement for the whole um, segment yes. of marketing. Thank you. Yes. Um, it sounds like you're finding a lot of the influencers organically. I'm sure that you're using, you know, there's people who reach into the, your, your company to say, you know, we want to work with you, but do you use any tools? Like, are you, are, I know there's a lot of tools out there.
0: hmm so I had been um, really taking my time and finding a tool that would fit with all of our needs. And again, like, as I said, I was turned down from a couple tools and it can be overwhelming when choosing a tool. So I would first and foremost, tell anybody who's in the market, like, take your time, do multiple demos, bring other people in from other um, areas of your Team, your marketing team, or even other areas of your company, because these tools can really help cross-channel. They've really come a long way and have become so robust. But the one that we landed on is Grin, mm-hmm. G R I N, and yeah. um, love Grin. It's um, it really helps us by kind of they have a really large database, but it's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So when we're searching for influencers. I mean, before I used Grin, it would kind of be that thing where you you go down the Instagram rabbit hole and you find one influencer who you think looks really great and is aligned with your brand. And then you go to see who they're following. And then you go to see who they're fo- that person's following. And it's kind of like a domino effect to find lookalike audiences. Um, mm-hmm. Grin has a capability to let you just type in a certain influencer who's really working for you. And, and then, of course, a lot, a lot of filters that you can really personalize your search and find exact lookalike audiences. And then also just do all of the communication within the platform, which was another huge pain point for me was keeping my inbox organized, (laughs) having all of these different influencers emailing me and reaching back out to me and remembering who was who. And, you know, I, I was using spreadsheets. It was a lot of moving parts and pieces. So Grin really helps consolidate everything down and um we really really like
1: it so far thank you no that's great to know because they're definitely you know there are a lot of platforms and it's you know you having done the research and knowing that you love one we always want to share that so thank you one of the things that i'm really on the fence about is this you know is there a difference to you between affiliate and influencer because it seems like a you know A lot of people don't really, you know, they're like, it's the same thing, but I don't think it's the same thing. And I would love for you to like chime in on that topic.
0: It's definitely not the same thing in my opinion, but I do think that it does go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, I have worked. So we have a pretty large affiliate program here at CB Distillery, and I've worked extensively on that as well um, before I kind of made a shift to really focus my efforts on influencer marketing. But affiliate marketing is, you know, it's a little bit, and forgive me to any affiliates that might be listening, but it's a little bit less sexy. It's a little bit more behind the scenes. It's people who are SEO geniuses who are able to buy keywords and, you know, rank really high in search and then who, you know, place these links within their website that link to our website, and then any sales that happen using their link, they earn a commission on.
1: So you would say that the traditional affiliate really is more of a web content blogger type rather than a social media where they're doing the affiliate?
0: Yes, I think traditionally, yes, but I think that that's also where they cross lanes a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. I work with my coworker, Tony, who manages our affiliates. I work really closely with him because we're trying... We're constantly trying to find ways to present our affiliate program to our influencers as well, because, you know, not only do you have to use a code to earn a commission on, you can also, or sorry, a link to earn a commission on, you can also use a discount code. And so one thing that we provide a lot of our brand ambassadors and influencers with is a discount code to share with their audience. And so rather than just sharing that discount code, why not earn a commission on it? It's kind of like free money. If you're Mm -hmm. already sharing it. So I think that there's different ways to be an affiliate. I think that some of the really big top dog affiliates, yes, they're the more web SEO niche focused group. But I think that there's a huge opportunity for influencers to kind of bleed over into this area too and just kind of deepen their relationship with brands.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's something that we're moving toward as well. I mean, I think traditionally the influencers are like, you know, they do the work up front, they're creating the content. So it's like, I, I get it. Like I want to be paid for the work that I did. And I think initially when companies were reaching out to influencers, it was like, here's a discount and do the stuff and maybe you'll make money. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it is coming closer to clo- closer to and closer together, but it's just, you know the words you keep saying is education it's really bridging that gap for these people and, and showing them the opportunities that exist
0: yeah and i think that there's different ways i mean that's another thing that tony and i have been working on is you know how do we present this program in a way to influencers that's going to be meaningful to them and that you know is going to resonate with them and that is totally not in the same way that we would talk an affiliate, so that's still something that we're exploring too. But I think there's tons of opportunities on both sides too. I mean, from the affiliate side, one of our top affiliates uses social media a lot. To you know, he has a really large Facebook group, and so he uses social media a lot to to connect with people and to drive them to our site, and um, that works for him. And that's kind of a rare case, but. You can get really creative with either one. And there's so many ways to maximize your reach.
1: Yeah, I'm already thinking of ideas that we could talk about when we next have a call. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. Well, I don't want to take up too much uh, more time, but I did want to ask, you know, we're not just hitting a new year soon. It's a new decade. Are there anything predictions or trends you could see for 2020 or even beyond?
0: You know, I think that the initial appeal of influencer marketing and why it became so large so quickly was that human to human connection that traditional advertising is sometimes lacking. And I think that, you know, muting the brands that are always talking about themselves through a megaphone and then focusing more on storytelling and sharing was kind of what was the initial driving force between influencer marketing. But I do think that since it blew up so quickly, it was muddied a bit with all of the noise and all of these new influencers popping up left and right. And unfortunately, a lot of them promoting brands that they didn't really care about or mm-hmm. feel connected to, and it became just another avenue to make money. I think that some influencers latched onto that rather than sharing brands that they authentically care about. Like when you have a fitness influencer talking about flat tummy tea, and then also posting videos of intense workouts and a very regimented nutrition, nutritional routine, um, like with meal prepping and clean eating, it doesn't add up. We all know that you did not get your flat tummy from tea. It leads us to question, have you ever even tried the tea? And from there, trust is lost, especially with millennials who are bombarded with this influencer marketing all day long. They become really good bullshit detectors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think, and I'm, I'm hoping, and I think that 2020 will bring, back, bring us back to that kind of human-to-human element and that influencers will have to be very choosy with those that they partner with to be sure that the brand aligns with their entire message that they already are organically preaching or else they will really risk losing their credibility and their audience's trust. So I think that I think that's going to be really important and then I also think that marketers will start to expand kind of their notion behind influencer marketing ROI. I think that they'll recognize on a deeper level that influencer marketing is the backbone of their brand personality and that it's not the first, it's not first and foremost about that immediate conversion.
1: Can so, I, can I just quote you on this and send it out everywhere? Yes.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> send it to all my old clients at every ad agency I've worked at.
1: <laughs> okay. I will. Okay. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, it's not about that immediate conversion. I don't know the exact number, but I think it's around 13 times that people have to see something on social media or hear it mentioned by an influencer to even make that purchase. That's a lot. It's about building a loyal and lifetime customer by first gaining their trust, and mm-hmm. that takes time. And so I'm hoping and thinking that marketers will start to kind of realize that and not just think that it's that immediate click and conversion that's going to happen from this, but it has such deeper meaning.
1: I hope so too. I mean, there's a lot that do, but there's a lot that still kind of want that immediate sale. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. Um, My last question is my favorite question. Um, Is there an influencer you love to follow, but hate to admit that you do?
0: Well, um, you know, I, (laughs) I follow many different types of influencers who I truly am influenced by every single day. And just my own personal, you know, I just, um, it makes me truly believe in what I do even more because I have this whole um, little album on my Instagram of to buy and I'll save things to it. And then I'll go back through and revisit that. And that just goes to show you, it's not an immediate conversion. I'm saving that product to go back and buy later when I feel like it. Back to your question. I think that I would have to say the skinny confidential. Okay. She's hilarious and a little bit ridiculous and wears a lot of pink and pastel and is really sassy, but she gives the most incredible beauty and wellness. She's kind of just a resource for all things, beauty and wellness. And she does it in such a nonchalant real way and I mean I do hate to admit it because if you go look at her Instagram it's it looks typical from the outside of just the typical um, health and wellness beauty influencer lots of pink like I said lots of um, beautifully curated photos but then if you go in and look at her messaging she shares stories about her real life she's pregnant right now she shares you know things about her family and she just makes it really relatable and she makes you realize that the things that she's promoting, she really does use and care about. So I would probably have to say her and I would highly recommend any women who are listening to just go check her out because she's a riot.
1: I'm definitely going to go check her out. So thank you. Yes. Well, Emily, it's been so lovely. Thank you for all the insights here. I think it's very helpful to the influencers who are listening, but also to the brand marketers and agencies. So really appreciate your time. And uh, we're going to be watching and we wish you lots of continued success.
0: Thank you so much. And we, of course, can't wait to chat with Babbelbox about, you know, upcoming opportunities in 2020. We've 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 loved being able to work together thus far. So I'm really excited for what's together
1: thank you we'll speak to you soon all right bye bye thanks for tuning in to this week's beyond the box produced by tough monkey entertainment beyond the
0: box is brought to you by babble box with your host sherry langbert visit podcast.babblebox.com for more episodes and influencer marketing secrets